In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for... Mockbusters. But just one second! This is a comedy podcast! In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Hello and welcome to Mockbusters Season 2, Episode 2. After last week's episode with the wonderful Ollie Man, I, of course, took an early season two lead, but we've, we know how that's gone in the past. So I'm. Yeah, I'm... yeah. <laughs> we know what happens when Jack gets early leads. It's playing right into my hands, essentially. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This week, we've got a, uh, another fantastic guest on. So, shall we roll straight on into things, Matt? Let's bloody do it. Let's do it, Jack. Okay, so are you ready to hear from this week's guest and what genre they have picked for us so excited let's hear what we've got my name is joe scrabbles which i almost forgot while i said it and i would like to hear sports dramas Sports drama. Do you have any? Do you have any particular favourite sports dramas, Matt? Anything coming to mind? I mean, it's cliche, but Rocky's brilliant in it. Like, it's such a good story. It's not really about the sport. It's about the character journey and like the the determination, the power, and everything like that. But I think the eighties in general were really good for sports dramas. So like Rocky, Karate Kid, anything with a good old-fashioned montage, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, great montage, 80s synth music. I mean, I, I love Rocky as well, but for me it's it's nothing on real steel. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot that film exists. Isn't that just Rock'em Sock'em, the yeah, film? Yeah. And Hugh Jackman's there as well. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's there. <laughs> That's my top three favourite sports dramas is Real Steel, uh, Real Steel Extended Edition <laughs> and Real Steel director's cut of course yeah okay so so there are just a few of our favorite sports drama but it wouldn't be an episode of mockbusters without our plot device generated titles so do you want to coax some some bollocks out of that little robot yeah yeah i mean first of all i want to make it clear okay so for the for the swarms of uh of mockbusters fans that maybe aren't really into sports films i think let's let's make an agreement here you know we'll, we'll try and make it accessible you know let's let's just say you know you don't have to be avidly into sports to continue listening to this episode because as usual the genre's absolutely butchered by the two of us <laughs> now i've got that warning out of the way let's see what titles from real the- steel to the plot device let's see what robot goodness we've got this week here we go okay right we've got an interesting selection this week jack so title number one dangerous force dangerous force okay uh, that's not really giving much away is it but it's got a similar vibe to Real Steel, hasn't it? Like a, you know, dangerous force. You know, there's some animosity. There's there's some fight there. Uh, Tart number two, <laughs> Wet Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got we've had wizards in the past. We have. They've we've not had... been wet before. Actually, no. No, he was wet, wasn't he? The stripped wizard. He was because of his sweat. Yeah, he was he was quite greasy. For me, that's got a bit of a Mighty Ducks sort of feel to it. <laughs> I don't know why. What, it, like it, the ice hockey team is called the Wet Wizards. Either that or it's like the mascot is the Wet Wizard. Well, I'd love to see that. Okay, title number three, Neo Race. Neo Race. So yeah. The, so new race. It's a new race, yeah. It's not like them old races. Okay, ne- <laughs> Neo, Neo Race. Yeah, Neo Race. Title number four... War Slam. War Slam. War Slam. I like I like that. I want to play yeah. War Slam. That's got some balls behind it, hasn't it? War Slam sounds like it's a game that one of the kids has made up in school. Yeah. And the game essentially <laughs> consists of them hitting people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but this one's different. This one's different. No, it's not just about the hitting. It's like Bulldogs, except you're not safe on the wall either. No. And it's just me slamming you. He's like making the rules up as he goes along because he's a he's an aggressive little shit. Yeah, I also get your lunch if I slam you. And if you slam me, then the game's over. 
And then title number five, The Weeping Dreamer. The Weeping Dreamer. Okay, yeah, that's got a sort of poetic... Yeah, Cinderella man, like that sort of, you know, down on his luck. He's got a dream and it's just he keeps getting pushed down, but he keeps getting back up. This one is that this one puts the drama in sports drama to me. So that was Weeping Dreamer, is that right? The Weeping Dreamer, yeah. Okay, great. As we said last week, we've kind of, let's say, neglected to actually ask. I guess you could say, in the theme of sports drama, we really dropped the ball (laughs) on this one. Or we did a Gary Lineker and shat ourselves <laughs> on the pitch of Mockbusters by forgetting to ask for audience suggestions. So what we are going to do is I found a random movie generator that what it does is it picks randomly existing movies. So what I thought we'd do for the last title is we would just take a randomly generated pre-existing movie title that you have to recontextualize into a sports drama using the producer requests this week. Okay, yeah, let's let's give that a try, yeah. Well, so, I mean, hopefully it's not just going to come up with something really... If it comes up with Too Fast, Too Furious, I'll die. Uh, hopefully it's not going to just be like Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> like, you know, like... You just can't do anything with it. Let's have a look. Let's see how it goes. And the title is One Night in Bangkok. One Night in Bangkok. Yeah, that feels like a sports documentary thing more than anything, like... Someone won something in, like, a Bangkok tournament. Yeah, absolutely. I, I haven't seen it either, so that helps me. Yeah, I've got no idea what that... I, I just know that as a song from chess. All right, yeah, I feel like we've... We've got a fighting chance of yeah. creating a sports drama. There's some sports in there, and there's definitely some drama in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jack, I do believe... I doth believeth that thou <laughs> cellular device... Doth ring forsooth. I really hope whatever you're doing now isn't related to... Nah, it's definitely not. Okay, well, I'll get it, and hopefully there's not going to be some kind of night on the end. Hello? Hello, Jack. Hello? Hi, Jack. My name is Chris Hewton. I don't know if you've ever heard of me. I'm the new manager of Nottingham Forest Football Club. Uh, How are you, Jack? Hi, Chris. What a surprise that you've called back up on on the next sport episode. What I wanted to do, Jack, because I'm aware uh, Sabri, who who held the position before me, obviously you you didn't quite get along with him. You know, you you butted heads over a a few key issues. Uh, And I I wanted to wipe the slate clean. I want to let you know I I hold no animosity towards the Welsh. I feel sorry for them, because they're not very good, are they? Uh, Excuse me? Well, you know, like, just any sport, they're a bit shit, aren't they? I could name you several years where, uh, I mean, a, a population of three million people have, uh, have well and truly unhorsed... How many uh-huh. people live in England? I think it's 52 million, isn't it? And we, we've come out on top there, which, yeah, you know, is quite a staggering statistic. Chris? Yeah, I, I love a good underdog story. That's why, you know, I, I want to support the Welsh endeavour, you know, like, get, get them back to winning things, you know, because they're not. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> they're not at the minute, oh, are they? So, thank you, mate. Thank you. Oh, I mean, tell that, tell that to the Wales football team. Uh, I will, because they're shit. What you mean, seeded in the second tier in the whole of world football? I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> to be honest. Jack. Gareth Bale for life. I mean, I don't even like football. I don't know why I'm committing yeah, that's what I'm about you've got, it. You've got a Gareth Bale. That's about it, isn't it? Well, we've we've got a Welsh lad uh, in 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 the Forest squad, Brennan Johnson, young lad. He's he's on loan at Lincoln. So, <laughs> oh good. Right. So so here's what I want to do, Jack. You know, I really want to inspire the the Welsh. You know, so you're going to make up a new sport for the Welsh to be good at. You can have all the all the room <laughs> here, whatever you want. Just make up a new sport that the Welsh might have a fighting chance to be good at. <laughs> uh, you can incorporate elements from. Existing sports, if you if you want. Although, of course, as we know, the Welsh aren't good at any existing sport. <clears throat> okay, yeah, no, go on. I just have to get that out, sorry. That's all right, yeah, so uh, I hope that's going to be all right for you, Jack. Let's inspire the Welsh. I think I've already got it sorted. Uh, it's just going to be a being sexy competition. <laughs> Again, I want to inspire the Welsh. <laughs> I'm going to actively veto that idea. It's going to be a competitive sport, Jack, not a beauty contest. Because let's <laughs> like, go there. I'm not going to buy on that. Because we all know... No, I'm not going <laughs> to... Spit it out, Hewton. It's like everyone in Wales got hit with the beauty stick, you know, aggressively. 
you know, horribly mute. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. So I'll, I'll leave you to get on with that, Jet. I've got to make let, let me just Let me just clarify then. So I need to make... I need to invent a new sport that the Welsh would mm-hmm. be good at. To, it's up to your discretion if they are good or not. They don't have to be, you know. <laughs> That's your own discretion. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, best of luck to you. I've got to go prepare for... I don't know what game will be <laughs> up and coming by the time this episode gets released, but <laughs> I might not even be in a job at this point, so this might be wildly outdated. Right, well, best of luck, Hewton. ta Fuck Derby. Okay. <laughs> That was nice. He's lovely, isn't he, Chris? Yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I'll enjoy that in, in some ways, despite the obvious slanderous intent that was meaning. I, I don't, it. I don't know what you're referring to. He seemed like a perfectly nice, perfectly generous thing to offer you. Oh, Matt, is, is that, that is that is your phone my going phone going? Well? Yeah, I think I'm going to answer it. So here we go. Yep. Hello. Good afternoon and salutations, Matt. It's me, Chris Eubank. <laughs> How are you on this simply wonderful day, Matthew? <laughs> You've got Chris Eubank Senior. Hey, oh, Chris, you're right, mate. I'm very well, Matthew. How are you? Splendid. I'm splendid. I wanted to just have a little catch up with you. I, I'm just en- enjoying a quick sweetie at the moment. I've got some lemon bonbons and some smarties. Ex- excellent choice, Chris. How are you finding them? Lovely. I, I prefer fruit pastels, but I-, I enjoy smarties as well. Have you got one in your mouth at the minute, Chris? Because, y- you know, it sounds like you're. Having trouble speaking. I only have some M&Ms. Right, well, well, how can I help, Chris? Well, basically, Matthew, the way things are working as we're moving forward, it's obviously I've retired now as a pugilist. I used to be a fighter and a boxer, but, but now I'm looking to move into the world of sports commentary. And what I would like you to do in your new movie is whatever sport you choose, I, Chris Eubank, will be commentating on all of the sports. Great. I've never done a Chris Eubank impression before, so... uh It's really very simple. You just talk as if you've been a pugilist for several years. <laughs> Thanks for the tip, mate. Right, so how, how much of Chris Eubank's commentary do I have to include in the film? As much as you can, but I'm not, going to, I'm not going to employ a, uh, a time limit or anything like that. I will leave it to your discretion. However, Great. I would offer you a, a bonus extra. You will get extra points in my eyes if you include a scene of me, Chris Eubank, the ex-pugilist, commentating on the Grand National. The famously hard and fast commentary. But I don't have to take that one, do I? No, but I That's feel just like a everyone bonus. would be quite disappointed if you didn't. Okay, right. Well, I'll see what I can do, Chris. Or, or if that's too hard, you can include an auction scene of, of Chris Eubank running an auction. Okay, yep. I've, uh, I think I've heard enough. Right, Chris. Right, well, I'll, I'll get... I just wanted to leave you with this quote before I leave. Back okay. in my youth, when I was training as a pugilist, as a fighter and a boxer in my young days at hand-to-hand combat. I-, I used to wander long and hard for hours and hours as I sat in the schoolyard, uh, thinking long and hard about what I wanted my future to be, and not many people understand what sport can be for a man. I was often told that I talked too much and at way too much time in, in, in my English classes. It would come to the point where the other person would have to interrupt me before I would ever ever stop talking. So I, I, I wanted to leave you with this long and drawn-out piece of poetry, and unless you wanted to, uh, to do something else instead. Lovely. Well, roses are red, violets are blue, Chris Eubank is here to commentate too. Thank you. Is that it then, Chris? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on if you would like. I'm, what I'm going to do, Chris, I'm just going to love you and leave you, mate, so I'm going to hang up now, all right? I hope... I am as successful in sports commentary as I was in pugilism. Yep, so do I. So do I, Chris. Oh, I've dropped my smarties. Goodbye now. Okay, right, I've hung up. I've hung up. I can't hear Chris Eubank anymore. (laughs) Okay. So, there we have it. We've both got our producer requests and we're making a sports drama. So, let's go and make a start, shall we? Yep, let's do it. So, with the power of editing, I will see you in just a few short seconds. See you soon. Ta-ra! Hello and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of Mockbusters. Did you have lots of fun doing that this week, Matt? Oh, I had, I had fun, alright, yeah. The less said about that, the better. So, uh, I suppose we'd better get into it. 
Our guest judge this week is someone we're both very excited to have on. Our guest judge is executive news editor at IGN, regularly features on the IGN UK podcast and podcasts often on regular features. It's the wonderful Mr. Joe Scrabbles. How are you doing, Joe? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me, gents. I'm, uh, I'm delighted to have some small part in making one of your days much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was speaking to Jack just before we started recording, actually. So I was quite late to the podcast game. I've only really been listening to podcasts the last three years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one that Jack introduced, because the very first podcast I listened to, was in fact Regular Features. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? You, Jack, you are, an, you are an idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what were you saying before we started recording? Matt was like, is this what podcasts are like? Yeah, are they all like? like this <laughs> is it like four or to five men just saying things about penises for 45 <laughs> minutes so joe i want to explain to the listeners what regular features is but i'm not sure i can so <laughs> I, I would love if you could to give your best elevator pitch on what regular features is well of course regular features is the podcast that's exactly the same every week to be honest that's what we say at the start of the episode but then the original pitch for regular features before I joined was the continuing search for a feature worth repeating. So we've completely changed what our actual shtick is. Essentially, it's just a bunch of guys that either do or have worked in the games industry saying disgusting things to make each other upset. So, Joe, this week you chose the genre of sports drama. Mm. Was there any particular reason uh, you chose that genre? Is, is it a, a film genre that you're a fan of? Uh, are there any, mm. any particular favourites of yours? Um, so basically, on the whole, I think sports dramas are shit. Um, <laughs> but... Um, oh dear. Because, because they have exactly one cadence. It's always, uh, there's a sort of a gruff man, and then he meets a team of young men, and then they have a sort of heartwarming time together and either they win or they don't win but they've learned so much more than about winning (laughs) but the reason i suggested it is because of two things a i watched the queen's gambit which is a sports drama about chess and i didn't expect that to be as good as it was Mm -hmm. and b i consider moneyball one of the greatest films ever created so if one of you can get towards moneyball then that would be great that's what i'm looking for Moneyball levels. I want a Sorkin-style, high-speed drama about baseball statistics. It's a love-hate. Like, there are examples of the sports drama that I think are fantastic, and there are ones that I think are absolute garbage, which That's is most of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited to see what end of the spectrum you land on. <laughs> well, obviously, it's not just the genre that makes mm. a film. Of course, we have our randomly generated titles. So, Jack, what did we have to pick from this week? Title number one. Dangerous Force. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Kicking a football really hard. Got it. Really hard. Title number two, Wet Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Swimming? It's not the first time Wizard's been brought up in this this generator. (laughs) We've got title number three, Neo Race. Okay, yeah. Neo Race. Title number four, War Slam. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these... Uh, they're very unusually good names. Yeah, like, they are. I can aren't they? I can think of a sports drama to go with each of these so far. Yeah, That's absolutely. Good. I was going to say as well because I've seen that you've been putting up some stuff about the recent PS5 transcription system. Oh my god, yes, I have. I feel like I need to get this just so that I can have conversations and then generate film titles just from. Honestly, you, you could supply yourself with content for the rest of your life. It's the best game on PS5. Like, honestly, you sit down, you play a game for an hour, and then you just go through the chat transcription and see the absolute bollocks it's come up with (laughs) that you've apparently said. What was the one that you put up the other day? It was like something about bad uncle. I shit you not, I cried laughing for 15 minutes at this. It was fucking big uncle just had a big nightmare. (laughs) And we do not know what he said, but I guarantee you he said nothing about uncle's nightmares or fucking it was so funny can we put that in as the the bonus title for (laughs) fucking fucking uncle has a big big uncle has a big nightmare (laughs) it reminds me of like big trouble in little chinatown (laughs) (laughs) okay we're already derailed yeah um okay so title number five oh yeah was the weeping dreamer 
Oh, okay. A bit of a poetic kind of mm. sports drama, that one. And this week, because because we forgot to ask for any <laughs> suggestions, we have instead randomly generated a pre-existing film title that we would have to recontextualise mm. and remake into a sports drama. So the bonus one that we picked out was One Night in Bangkok. Oh, okay. I've never heard of, of that film. Uh, honestly, as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, Shanghai Noon. That's not what One Night in Bangkok is. <laughs> so of those six titles, are there mm. any that are like calling out to you to be made? Oh, I mean, pun very much intended. Neo Race is a front runner for me. Sci-fi sprinting is something that I can imagine immediately. And honestly, the first four, Dangerous Force, Kicking a Football Too Hard, Wet Wizard, Water polo, uh, neo race, sci fi sprinting, war slam. I'm thinking first world war. You, you know the you know the day they took off on Christmas Day to play football, but instead of uh, football, they they had like wrestling, like really sexy mud wrestling. Yeah, no, there's lots of choices. I'm I, I think you two have been spoiled for choice. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, spoiling our choice, of course. Our executive producers just had to get involved. Now, Jack, you had a call from uh, a very prolific figure in in the sports industry didn't you yeah i had a call from newly appointed nottingham forest football club manager chris hewton who basically he tasked me in quite an offensive way he he basically insinuated that welsh people aren't good at sports instead he tasked me with creating a sport that welsh people could be good at yeah well actually jack's completely misread that i feel because i I was i was listening uh whilst this was happening and actually chris hewton felt sorry for welsh people oh pity on them it's pity as opposed to anger exactly exactly yeah a much much more palatable emotion for the for the famously (laughs) passionless exactly Chris Newton loves an underdog story, and what says underdog? <laughs> I honestly, Chris Newton loves an underdog story. Does. Is a very funny line to me and nineteen other football fans. <laughs> but he was also wearing a t-shirt because I've, I've. It was a video call. I've just remembered. Mm-hmm. He was wearing was a it? t-shirt saying. I love Welsh people, I just feel sorry for them. I feel like I'm stepping on legitimately dangerous ground now. Like, this was meant to be funny. I'm putting a target on my back being involved with this shit. It's alright, don't worry about it. If anyone is going to come for you, Joe, it'll be a bullet flying through Matt on the way there. So... <laughs> Collateral damage. Yeah. So don't don't worry about it. And and Matt, you had a call from, you know, legitimate sporting royalty, really, didn't you? Sporting icon, uh, championship boxer Chris Eubank Sr. gave gave me a call. Uh, And basically, uh, he wants to break into the world of sports commentary. Oh, Uh, God. So so I had to include scenes in my film, uh, however much I chose... Uh, of him commentating on sports, but he did say he would give me bonus points if he was commentating the famously quick Grand National. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I well, I uh, have a sense. I have a sense of which title you've gone for. Or hosting an auction. <laughs> I think he really just wanted an opportunity to speak really fast. So, a film with Chris Eubank, mm-hmm. or a film with a completely new sport that the Welsh can be good at. So, knowing what you know, Mr Scrabbles, mm. whose film would you like to hear first? I think either to enjoy it or get it out of the way, it's got to be Chris Eubank. <laughs> get ready for one hell of a sports film. Make yourself comfortable because you're, you're in for a ride. <laughs> this is my sports film. Hello and welcome to the Grand National with me, Chris Eubank Senior. He was just a young horse jockey with visions of gold. And they're off. Oh, they're quite fast, aren't they? Oh, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up. Until one day, his whole world came crashing down with his horse. Oh dear. It looks as if up-and-coming racer Philip Mart has gone down like a sack of shit. Oh no. His horse has broken its little leggy-weggy. I think the kindest thing to do is to put it out of its misery. So I'm going to leave the commentary box now and knock it the fuck out. Stupendous. His spirit was broken. Oh, come on, Philly. Why the long face? I'm ruined, father. I don't think I could get back in the saddle anymore. My horse is dead. My reputation is in tatters. 
Mine is a tale of woe. He hit rock bottom, but one man would offer him the chance for redemption. You must be Philly. Uh, who are you? The name's Billy. Billy Bronco. The Billy Bronco? You were one of the best horse riders of all time. Yeah, till I got addicted to tranquilizers and standing behind horses. Why standing behind horses? Got a hell of a kick out of it. Well, it's nice to meet you, but I don't race anymore. Hold your horses, kid. I want to help you get back out of the saddle. Why would you want to help me? Because I'm broke as shit, kid. I don't have a buck to my name. I help you win races again. We'll split the winnings, and I'll be financially stable. So, you'll be my trainer? Not just a trainer, kid, but your close affiliate. The unlikeliest of teams. Really? This is your new horse, Bad News. Why is he called Bad News? Because bad news travels fast. Also, I forgot to mention, this film is set in the future, and the horses are robots now. Nay! And they're fucking massive. Nay! And also, they have laser eyes and breathe fire. Nay! And all horse racing is now run by the NEO, the Notorious Equestrian Organization, or NEO. Now, as you know, the NEO race is almost exactly the same as our regular horse racing used to be. Except you ride giant robotic horses and you also have to actively try and kill each other. Now, I'm going to work you hard. And we'll have you racing in every NEO race all over the world. You'll be a real... Globetrotter. You ready? I was on ready. Featuring an original montage song by Kenny Loggins. The horses are fast and the lasers go blast and you gotta be ready to fight. Hop on your giant mechanical stallion and kill everyone outside. Holy shit. I've never seen such a man. Horse. Holy shit, kill off the contest with brutal force Foles rushing where angels fear tread Don't leave the track till everyone's dead Neo race, neo race, follow your desires Shoot your mates in the face, the Take it all, shoot your rivals in the balls. It's a rags to riches tale. It's the comeback story of the century. Will this stupendous gentleman prove all the naysayers wrong? It's got loads of drama. Son, you can't race tonight. You got bronchitis. The only sickness I have is hay fever. It's got loads of romance and all. Reservation for me and my new wife, please. We'll take the bridal suite. And cutting-edge racing scenes featuring a standout performance from Chris Eubank. Philly Mount really is hot to trot. I really admire the speed and grace in which he took first place because he also brutally killed all his competitors via fire, lasers and also chainsaws. Long may he... reign... Fucking hell. Neo race. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I not to like kind of peek behind the curtain too much, but during the course of that what two and a half hour long trailer we just listened to, uh, I'm sandwiched on my screen between the video feeds of Matt and Jack, and uh, above me was Matt crying, laughing at his own jokes, and, and Jack just getting slowly further and further away from his mic, like just getting smaller and smaller. Like he had to run away but couldn't. The reason I, I was laughing, I, I know I've done my work, 
Because he's so disappointed. <laughs> Every pun physically hurt me. I felt like Chris Eubanks' voodoo doll just being jabbed repeatedly with progressively more tenuous horse puns. I unintentionally shouted, fuck you, during that. And I have, I have never met either of you before this recording. I felt so bad. And for any of you that are curious, here it is. <laughs> fuck you. Like a real horse race, there were moments where you were falling so far behind in my estimations, and then <laughs> and then when Loggins came in, that was like that one of those moments where you see the unfavoured horse sprinting to the front so, of the pack. So my creative process for the whole thing, because it took me a while to come up with any ideas, was like, right, well, I've, it's got to be about horses, because Chris Eubanks got to be there. I can't decide if I want to do, like, the traditional kind of sea biscuit period, kind of true story sort of thing. If I wanted to do an 80s, like, rocky training montage, real rags to riches sort of thing. Or, as I spoke about with Jack, real steel. You know, have full-on futuristic. (laughs) So I decided to do all three. Yep. And Kenny Loggins had to be there. That was the first that was the first bit of material I wrote. And as the lyrics became more violent, I was like, right, okay, so that's... That's what the future of horse racing is. I don't I don't know if Loggins has done a song for a movie for a very long time. How did you tempt him really almost said back into the saddle and I'm furious about it? How how do you get Loggins back? It was actually really simple because as you said he's not done one for a while uh, and he loves doing them and he was just a bit like I called So no one's asking. <laughs> no one's asking. Just... He's he's there like he's like yeah I've been sitting by this phone for like 30 years waiting for someone to give me a call. And mm-hmm. it's been going to people like Ray Parker Jr. And now Nicole Kidman's doing her own theme tune for a new TV show. I'm like, why has everyone forgotten about Loggins? Going with our theme of, of comeback stories, we, we couldn't help but feel like who's, who's out of the limelight but doesn't deserve to be? Who deserves to be pulled straight back in, centre stage? Kicking and screaming. He was, not ki- he was not kicking and screaming, I can assure you that. He was delighted. This might sound like a small question, but it matters a lot to me. Early on, we heard heard the horse... I I can't remember its name. It was so long ago. (laughs) Um, The the horse fell over and had to be punched to death by Chris Eubank. But when we heard the horse fall Mm -hmm. over, it did sound a lot like... The horse screamed in a human voice. Uh, no, that was that was his rider, Philly Mount, lying underneath uh, his mangled horse. <laughs> right, so the screaming. horse was totally silent. Yeah, the horse was totally and silent, but he he was screaming. Incredibly stoic horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, well, I'm dead now, aren't I? Yeah, so. the, horse, the horse the horse was actually written off. So yeah. <laughs> it was it just the minute he, he felt a, a twinge in his foot, he was like, oh, well, it was a good one, wasn't it? I had a, I had just a, lay I had there and wait. a good run, so I might as well just make myself comfortable. Eubank's coming down, it'll be quick. Took it into the garage and it was totaled. So. I like to think that Eubank just got in that big lorry he has in Brighton and yes. just drove over its head. Yeah. <laughs> Which he calls knocking it out. He's just <laughs> not got the arm strength anymore. <laughs> his suits are just too tight. They're too restrictive of his movements. Again, long trailer. Who's playing Billy Bronco? Uh, it's Sylvester Stallone. It is still. Yeah, it Sylvester is Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, because uh, I particularly liked <laughs> liked the bit where he just stopped being able to speak English when he tried to say "back in the saddle" and just went "back in saddle." <laughs> which was... that was the seventy eighth take we took of that. Did a real good articulation warm up with him and everything. It's like this is it. This is it, mate. So this one's going in. Like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, sure, sure. We did it, and of course he was like, oh, and then it was like, right, well. <laughs> Put subtitles on it; it'll be fine. Yeah. I really, I could tell there was a, a Fincher-esque approach to the uh, to, to the takes in this. Like every single one, just pristine. Exactly. Talk- you know, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Talking mm-hmm. of your sort of filmic approach to this whole uh, process, mm-hmm. what was your sort of decision-making process behind making all of the mechanical horses claymation? Uh, cheaper, <laughs> cheaper. You know, everyone's everyone's seen Michael Bay's big CGI. Oh wow, so that's good to look at, but the film's shit. So we was like, you know what people miss? claymation you know what mm. people love wallace and gromit we wanted the horses not to feel just like giant robots inhumane creatures we wanted them to feel you know handcrafted like and, play-doh like and exactly like shiny play-doh yeah and it just the movements we were able to get with it it had a weight and a gravitas that you just can't get with cgi i've got one major complaint apart from the puns mm-hmm. which are just that's obvious that's just horrific sure Sure. Problem and a crime. There was a bit right at the end when Eubank comes back in mm-hmm. and he spoke perfectly in time with the logins backing track and I really thought he was coming in for a guest verse and then he didn't. Yeah. Was that intentional? Were you playing with our emotions? 
uh, he does come in with a verse, okay. but I, I thought, do you know what? So many films these days are putting too much in the trailer. And obviously, I'll throw my hands up and say there's a fair bit in this trailer already. Mm. I've got to keep some some cards close to my chest, but it is one hell of a verse that he could spits, you, I can assure you that. Could you um, play it for us now? I could, except I've just remembered that the master copy is at Kenny No, it's Loggins okay, I've got it. I'm house. just going to email it over to you now. Okay. <laughs> there you go, you've got it. Just emailed it over. <laughs> I don't need to hear the music. Like, I know what the... I've got the music in my head. Na, yeah, na, sure, na, sure, sure, sure. Just isolate the vocal track, yeah. Matt, on the one yeah, I said. Yeah, okay, so was it... I, I do believe it was a Chris Eubank rap, wasn't it? That's that's exactly what it was. Very fast, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, he did it slow because he can't speak fast. So he did it no, slow I, and then I heard it, it was up. very fast. You're right, it was very fast. <laughs> so, yeah, here, well, let me just... I'm just going to play the track and hang on a sec. Let me just get... A bit of... <laughs> Yeah, so... Is he there? Yeah, he's... he's, he's no, just... I'm, I was just isolating the oh, track. Chris. I was just isolating the track. Just make sure I'd got the it right It sounded track. like you yeah, just so got it's... him out of a drawer. <laughs> Chris, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so, all right, I'm going gonna... <laughs> to... Um, I'm going to play the isolated Chris Eubank rap now. Yep. Yes, coming in with a bit of spice. Naughty or nice, that's my filly. This rhyme is getting silly. Ooh, yes, stupendous. Horse racing's tremendous, and that's all what I say. Chris Eubank out today. Oh, it's got oh. a UK garage flavour. <laughs> it really, I mean, it makes sense. He was around in the 90s, but, and the early noughties, of course. Mm-hmm. UK yeah, garages, heyday. Ministry of Sound represent. But, uh, yeah, fucking hell. You're allowed to use that for free as the outro in the IGN UK podcast, if you like. Oh, my God. That is... Um, yeah, you can have that. You can have that as a promotional material. <laughs> I mean this in all the possible ways it can be taken. That was so much better than I thought it would be. <laughs> well you. done, Thank Chris. I, I surprised myself. I mean, I, I Chris surprised me. Chris surprised yeah. you. Yeah, yeah it rhymed. Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay, wow. Well, I mean, I personally, I've exhausted all possible avenues on, on, on that film. How about you, Joe? I've got no more notes, and I feel like I can't properly think of uh, thoughts anymore. Sure. I think we should uh, <laughs> I think we should move on. Okay, so it's time for my film about creating a new sport for the people of Wales. Mm. Here is my trailer. Chester Cathedral, year of our Lord 1403. In the words of our sovereign king, Henry, fifth of his name, it is hereby decreed that all manner of Welsh persons or Welsh sympathies should be expelled from the city. The sale of arms or merchandise to these rebels is strictly prohibited. No Welshman should enter the city before sunrise or tarry in it after sunset under pain of decapitation. But that was the past, man! We are living in the now. And besides, you gotta get your kick somewhere. So you can go back to your football and your rugby with all those rules. Or you can come around to our way of thinking. The rules were meant to be broken. Not that there are many rules in the Neo race. In fact, there are only three. Number one, run from Wrexham to Chester in the middle of the night. Number two, slap the mayor of Chester in the head. Number three, get out and get home, preferably alive. No mean feat when it's legal to kill a Welshman after dark. What's a sport without a bit of risk anyway? Oh, and that reminds me, there'll be 99 others trying too. I know. Alright, welcome to the Neo Race 2020. I'm delighted to see you here on the 617th anniversary of the event. You will be adjudicated on three different factors. The speed with which you run to Chester, the speed with which you run back, and the force with which you use to slap the mayor on the head. These three disciplines will be combined to give you your final score. God bless and may the best man win. He almost makes it sound easy. Oh, and please don't forget, remember to fill out your last will and testament forms, because if they catch you, they will shoot you with a crossbow or cut your head off. I've been practicing for this all my life. I would run for hours as a kid, pretending to be in the Neo race. And they say I've got the hardest slap south of Carmarthen. But now that it's my turn, and I'm really here, I'm nervous. I want any Welshman who sets foot in this town after dark made an example of. It may be a 600-year-old rule, but I will not have the scalp of our mayor disrespected in such a flagrant way. Get out there and do your jobs! If you truly think you can win this race, Soine, you're going to have to go further than you've ever been before. Is it really worth it? 
What will it cost you? I don't think you understand the stakes here, boy. You are not thinking of the bigger picture. Then help me to see it. My name is Owain Harris. And if you've had enough of following the rules. Yeah! Oh! Then why don't you come and show them how you really feel? Because some rules are made to be broken and others we write for ourselves. Ow! Neo race. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Guy Ritchie cyberpunk vibes. If that film doesn't yeah. have freeze frames and uh, on-screen title cards for every single character who gets introduced... Oh, yes. Then... Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely what we're going for. It's based on a real law... In 1403, mm-hmm. people have heard about it in Chester. Uh, mm. You're supposedly allowed to shoot a Welshman with a bow and arrow after the hours of, I don't know, dark or whatever. Damn right. And uh, we thought, what, what a perfect inspiration for a new, a brand new sport. You, you absolutely flipped the script on me there because I started off, I was like, oh, we've got a sci-fi one and we've got a historical drama. We've gone really interesting directions with it. I was thinking yeah. as soon as I heard the slap on the head, I was kind of like... Yep, dangerous forces coming up, and then fucking Neo Race pops up again. Yeah, I was convinced from the moment you started speaking about the laws, I was like, this is going to be a war slam. Mm. I can feel it. It's going to be a war slam. So naturally, I'm absolutely livid that you choose Neo Race. Am I right in thinking this is the highest budget ever given to just some neon in a film? Yes, by by some margin as well. But I'm just thinking, like, Neo Chester has got to be covered in neon like just every single one of those old buildings that they got in chester i'm assuming the cathedral Um, oh my god it's you have to actually wear special glasses to look at it or you're immediately (laughs) blinded like god by both by both the great light of god and yes the big neon sign you've got to to wear sunglasses to look at god that's just 101 jack coming off the back of that can you tell us a bit about what you've done uh, in response to the backlash you've had that it's almost impossible to look at the film due to the complete excessive amount of neon. You've you've screened this in 3D. People have like their eyes have bled because of the amount of neon. I heard people went could only see in 2D after seeing it in 3D. Yeah, I heard I heard that as well, Joe. Thank mm. you for reminding me. Yeah, could you you know what's your response to that? Uh, well, I mean, as you say, we've been screening it in 3D, and we've we've had to make alterations to the 3D glasses where um, yeah they are just solid at the front. <laughs> Um, it's just so, two bricks. <laughs> they are just solid at the front to protect the viewer. And also, uh, it's actually been quite popular in that, as you say, sometimes in the 3D version, you come out and you can only see in 2D. That's a very mm. novel experience mm. for a lot of people. So we've sold a lot of tickets just on people hoping to uh, to sort of transfer their normal, everyday boring lives into uh, Paper Mario. Sure. And you were going to do an audio described uh, recording as well for those with limited vision, probably as a result of seeing your film. But unfortunately, the the voice artist you got in to do the audio description upon viewing the film immediately went blind and couldn't finish the recording. And I heard they just had to shout the word pink or green or blue (laughs) really loudly over the top of every scene. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Although I have to say, Matt, it feels less like you're asking me about my film and more like you're telling me about my film at this at this stage in proceedings. Hey, man, don't shoot the messenger. Much like the Welsh in fourteen oh one. Yes, don't um, don't shoot the poor the, the poor Welshman just going through Chester to try and pick up some cheese. So who is playing a wine? Uh, it's Taron Egerton. Is it? Oh, Taron Egerton, because he's actually he's actually been training for the last nine months. Because there's a there's a heavy parkour element in mm. this film. They, <laughs> heavy parkour element is another title you could write down. Yeah. <laughs> They're climbing any surface, and there's obviously 99 mm. of them racing at full pelt to try and slap the mayor on the head first and return back to Wrexham without being killed by the you know the very aggressive police force in in Chester. The mayor, of course, being played sure. by um, Paul Chahidi. Of um, this country, <laughs> the vicar, the vicar from this country. Yes. Am I right in thinking the ninety nine uh, other contestants are all played by big name actors as well? 
Yes, like they, it's a really big ensemble cast yes. vibe. Oh yeah, because I heard about this because you wanted to celebrate Welsh actors, and and, and so you hired the finest actors that we, that Wales has to offer. Yeah. So obviously we've got Taron Egerton, uh, Michael Sheen. You can actually name all of them, can't you? I, I was going to say, could could we just name all ninety nine? Well, I mean, obviously Michael Sheen <laughs> plays his lead rival. Mm. Yeah, of course. Tony Hopkins is very slow <laughs> in the race, but he's, he's the he's the grizzled veteran. <laughs> he's there. They call him the monk. Yeah, he won back in his heyday. Uh, An Iron Bernard's in it. Ewan Rion is in it. Mm. He's actually famous for the last mayor of Chester died because Ewan Rion slapped him so hard and was disqualified. I thought, oh, sorry, I got confused. I thought it was that's how the, the, the mayor lost his hair. Like he had hair before that slap. <laughs> Yeah, Paul Tahiti actually had a very he had luscious locks beforehand, yeah. but Ewan Rion just clapped him around the skull so he hard. his hair off. <laughs> so, Jack, that, that bit of music at the end, mm. you know, the one, well, I believe the lyrics were, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. What band is that? Who's, who's, who's provided that bit of music for uh, you? It, it is, of course, the Zootons. Ah, <laughs> oh, classic, classic. The Zootons just missing their completely integral horn section that they have in every single song. This is when they decided to break and go, you know what, we'll sack off the the, the horns that made Valerie such a success. Oh yes, no, of course I forgot. It was actually Paul Zuton, just the front man. Oh, it was Paul uh, Zuton. Yeah. Oh, just Paul just, Zuton. Just Paul. The, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the others were ill. That day. I can't believe I just brought out Zuton's knowledge. I know. We've, we've really got our fingers on the pulse of contemporary <laughs> culture, haven't we? I've definitely listened to music after 2008. So... Jack, could you tell us a bit about the the montage that takes place in your film? You actually did a very clever spin on it in that it's not a training montage, uh, but of course the the filling out of forms montage, yes. which occupies a, a good five minutes. Mm-hmm. And obviously you you were massively detailed in your approach to the filling out of the correct forms, uh, which has actually received a lot of praise from um, Filer's Digest magazine. Filer's? Okay. No, Filer's Digest, that's actually um, nail file enthusiasts, Matt. The one, oh, this was right, actually... Yeah form weekly we've always been passionate about two things during the process of this film well three things actually sprinting really fast slapping heads and filling out forms correctly of course the point is kind of made null and void because the scene takes place directly after massive exposure to neon so no one could actually see (laughs) well that's why you make the mistakes see the detailed filing yeah yeah of course it is no one can see my film because they're all blind (laughs) This is the most powerful use of yes ending that I've ever seen in prof based podcasts. I, I can't. I just can't turn down a challenge. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't yeah. do it. Just like Owain, I cannot say no to my impending destiny and victory that is looming just over the horizon in Chester. Matt, do you have any any further questions nah, on that? Prosecution rests. Prosecution rests. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Joe? I think I'm done. Yeah, um, we mainly asked about Neon, and that wasn't even in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to question this, but it somehow it's turned from Neo race to Neon race. And it's not even in the film. I, I'm going to lose this episode because all my viewers went blind based on something that wasn't in the film. Okay, lovely stuff. Ooh. So we come to the part of the show where Matt and I both have 30 seconds to try and defend our choices and try and sway you onto our side of the Mm -hmm. cinematic fence. So based on everything that you've heard so far, is there someone you would like to hear from first, Joe? I think just because it's been a long time, I should hear from Matt to recall. Okay, so three, two, one. This is the sports film for people that don't necessarily need to enjoy sports. It covers all all the heaps and troughs of sports dramas, you know, futuristic, present, classical. It's a rags-to-riches tale. It's an underdog story. It's got Chris Eubanks spitting fat bars, you know. It's got everything you could possibly want from a drama. The sports... You know, that's also just there. It's got claymation. It's got epic fight scenes. It's got heart. That's why I think you should choose my film. Very impassioned stuff there. Beautifully timed. And that's really what I was listening for. <laughs> well, al- allow me to repost. Okay, here's my, here's my pitch. Three, two, one. 
Joe, I feel like deep down you know it to be true that you want to see a cavalcade of famous Welsh actors sprinting really, really, really mega fast from Wrexham to Chester, doing some parkour over some neon lights, jumping from the top of a three-storey building and just slapping Paul Chahidi on the back of the head <laughs> before escaping with their, barely with their lives and back to Wrexham where they can claim glory and victory for all time. Which, of course, you can see none of because you've been blinded by the neon lights. <laughs> so, Joe Scrabbles mm. on season two, episode two of Mockbusters. Who have you chosen is going away with this week's title of Mockbuster. Now, to me, there's only really one choice here. I love both of them. I have to say I would watch both films. Uh... Matt's first because I know I go blind in the second one. To me, there's only one choice. I thought, you know, there's there's so much to love about Neo Race. You <laughs> see what I've done? I love the horse racing angle. I love the sci-fi. I love B- B- Brian Bronco, whatever he was called. I love so much about that Neo Race. But I have to say that Chris Eubank did not talk fast enough. And for that reason and that reason alone, I picked you. Yes! Come on, we're, we're up in an exact repeat of season one again. He's steamrolling ahead. Matt's, uh, for, for reference, Matt has left. Yeah, Matt's gone away. Matt, I can't believe I freestyled as Chris Eubank... And this is the response I get. Slow, I'm, I'm livid. Slow freestyle. I'm afraid. I was thinking. I wanted Twister. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted high speed bars. And what I got was a laid back UK garage performance that I loved, but it did not fit the brief that Chris Eubank must talk fast, and he will be furious. Even though, even, even though he brief. did it, <laughs> it wasn't even the brief, Matt. So you tried to. I mean, despite your best efforts, you tried to blind my audiences, but instead were blinded by your own ambition. How does that feel? <laughs> well, I'd rather be blinded by my own ambition than Chester Cathedral <laughs> than have my retinas burned out by Chester <laughs> Cathedral. I'll, I'll worry when once you've got mockbuster win for jack that's when i'll start worrying love. well don't worry we're on our way there aren't we thank you so much for joining us this week joe it's been an absolute pleasure oh it was delightful i've come away with a newfound respect for the sports drama i think you've changed my opinion of the genre Moneyball's shite now <laughs> <laughs> fuck rocky <laughs> fuck rocky whatever hoop dreams was which i checked today was number one on vulture's list of the best Sports films, don't know what it is, probably shite compared to Neo Race. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, basketball. Fuck off, yeah. Real Steel. <laughs> Real, I can't believe Real Steel keeps getting a mention. <laughs> I just think we need to make it abundantly clear that we are a, we're very much a pro-Real Steel podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we want to make that very clear. Oh, I can absolutely tell because you keep fucking going on about it. I've never even seen it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Real Steel. <laughs> but honestly, thank you so much, Joe, for joining us this week. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Anything you've got coming up that you think people might be interested in, Joe? Just listen to the Regular Features podcast. Or even if you don't listen to the Regular Features podcast, give money to us on Patreon. <laughs> www.patreon.com slash regularfeatures. Even if you never listen to an episode, we love the money we get from Patreon. So please do donate. It's, uh, you know, pound per episode. It's cheap as chips. You heard it here first. You can find Regular Features at Regular Features on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find Joe on Twitter, you can find him at 2, two plus, plus 2 is two Joe. Is Joe. Yeah. Uh, the very the twos are numbers, the rest are words. It's very annoying to describe <laughs> to people. It's a bad branding choice. Also, if you want to follow us on the old socials, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Mockbusters Pod. And if you have any suggestions, feedback, you just want to say something nice to me because I need I need the positive <laughs> reinforcement now, uh, you can email us mockbusterspodcast at gmail.com. And please do get sending in those title suggestions because we forgot to ask and it would be nice to have some at least some point during this season. And please do remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps us so much. That it does. Until next time, I have been Matthew Biddle. I have been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Joe Scribbles. Thank you very much, Joe. Goodbye.